listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Well-Being, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. to Woman of Strength and Woman of Strength is all about authenticity, it's not about being professional and so every interview that I conduct is, is I'm being me and my interviewee is being themselves too and that's so important to me and I know it's important to my interviewees too because I've, I've already spoken to them and I, and I know who they are and a little bit about them and we resonate with each other and we're really all on a very, very similar mission. Um, which is about everyone in the world to fill enough, and especially women. So today I'd like to introduce my special guest, who is Melissa Pierce Puma. And before I hand you over to Melissa, I would just like to tell you a little bit about her. Now, my memory is appalling and I don't retain information, so I'm going to actually read to you uh, Melissa's bio and it's amazing so just listen to this so Melissa is a certified transformational life coach and author of what are you craving a step-by-step -step guide to designing the life you were meant to live her personal experience of life transformation led her to her passion to teach others that they have the power to create the life they crave so welcome Melissa fantastic yeah. I'm thrilled to be here with you. So, Melissa, one of the things that I'd really love to know about you, because it's all about being a woman of strength. So when did you start on your journey of, of becoming this strong, passionate woman? I would have to say I started on this journey in my late 30s. And one of the things that really drives me, one of the messages that I want to get across is that it's never too late because I felt like it was too late in many ways. Um, you know, I had made some decisions in my 20s for my life that maybe were not the best decisions for me um, in relationships, in my career. And I had been living this life for over a decade. And I was unhappy and I couldn't figure out why I was so unhappy um, because I was generally a happy person. And I was like, what is wrong? You know, from the outside looking in, it looked like I had a very nice life. I was married. I had two children. I had a steady job and uh, a nice brick two story home. And um, I just couldn't figure out what was wrong, but I had made some, Decisions in my 20s when I lacked wisdom that really were no longer serving me in many ways. So it was in my late 30s that I started searching this uh, desire and this hope that there had to be some joy out there really led me on this search. And so I started reading and um, watching anything I could find on personal development, uh, anything I could get my hands on really to figure out how to get back to joy. And I realized that I had some tough decisions to make at that point in my life. Um, you know, 
Nobody wants to start over in relationships when they're almost 40. Uh, or their career, right? So um, these were some pretty big areas for me and struggles that I was going through. But ultimately, um, I did decide at that point that I needed to end the relationship I was in because it was not healthy. Mm -hmm. It was not good for me. It was not good for my children. And it was a really, really tough thing to do. Uh, it took a lot of courage. Uh, and, and I was, I'll talk about authentic. I was scared to death. Yeah. Um, this was a really scary situation. I did not have a lot of family support. And um, I had to walk through that fear and make the choice that was best for me and my life and for my children's lives. And that's exactly what I did. And that's one of the ways that I grew stronger. Yeah, fantastic. So you talked about walking through that fear. How did you walk through that fear? Um, I reached out to the people that I did have in my corner, the people that I could trust um, that were going to be there for me. So I had, you know, a handful of friends people I had met through church, people I had grown up with, um, who knew what I was going through and who supported me in the, the decision that I was making. And um, it was that small network of friends that really got me through because in my greatest moments of fear, I would pick up the phone and call another woman and say, help. You know, how do I get through this? This is what is happening right now in this moment. And they would talk me right off the ledge, walk me through exactly what I needed to do. Um, you know, if it was an expert I needed, if it was legal advice, if it was um, I needed beds for my children to sleep in, yeah. whatever it was I needed in that moment, I reached out to my support group. And so that, that has led to my passion of wanting to help other women create support groups around themselves that um, they can turn to and they can, um, they can work with in, in this journey of life. And, and, you know, we're all developing and growing. We're wanting to create these amazing lives, but we're not meant to do that alone. I no. really feel like we're meant to do that in support of one another. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, that's amazing because it takes courage to ask for help and support when the outside world is looking into your world and then it looks perfect to everybody else, doesn't it? You know, it, it takes real courage. So where did that courage come from to make that decision? I'm going to let people know that what they see as my life is not really my life. Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I think it came from uh, knowing that if I did not make a change, that I was going to be miserable for the rest of my life. And I finally got to a point where I could not accept that. Um, and I, I had stayed in my relationship for my children. And what I realized finally for them was that if this was the role model of what they were going to see, mm. this is not what I wanted them to grow up and emulate. So it was those, those moments of, of uh, truth, I guess you would call it, yeah. that led me to 
be honest with the people around me and say, this is what's really happening. This is what I'm going through and I need help. Yeah, fantastic. And so when we're honest with people around us, sometimes that's easier than being honest with ourselves. So, so what was the sort of pinnacle in your life that made you say, actually, I have to start looking at myself and be honest around my own happiness? You, know, you talked about you didn't want to be miserable for the rest of your life. But what was it that was that real trigger to say, it's now time to be honest with me and look at who I am? I, I read a quote. You know, like I said, I was doing a lot of searching and I found a quote that said, um, you will never make a change until the fear of staying the same is greater than the fear of the change. Brilliant. And I, I don't know who said it or who wrote it. I'm sorry, I can't actually name the person, but that has stuck with me. And I knew that um, my fear of staying in the life that I was living, that I was not meant to live, uh, was definitely greater than the fear of changing it. And yeah. that's really the moment that I decided I have to do something different. Yeah, great. And, and so, because what I see from that, what, you, what I'm hearing from you is that you decided at that point to take action because we're all really good. We live in a world now where there's, there's so much information around us in terms of personal growth and, and growing into a person. There's quotes around us all the time that inspire us. But there's difference between feeling inspired and, and taking action. So can you just tell us a little bit about the steps that you took to take action? You know, you, you read that quote and it was like, right, now is the time. There was something that inspired you to do that. So what was the first action, you know, that you took? Because I know lots of women see all this stuff around them all the time, that they love these quotes, you know, myself I'm always putting quotes up and, and women are saying wow this is amazing I really connect to this but they're not always taking action so what was the first action step that you took the first step was to let somebody in on the truth yeah. so um, I have a sister that I'm very close to and I have a best friend that I've grown up with and those were the first two people that I actually let in and so I would say my first action was being honest with someone else about what I was going through and about the misery that I was experiencing. Um, and then I knew I had somebody that I could call on as I took the next step. So the next step was to um, figure out my exit plan yeah. and, you know, to actually uh, find a place to live and to figure out, you know, logistically, how am I going to do this? How am I going to support myself? And so having somebody to talk to about that um, really helped because some of those things you just can't figure out by yourself. Yeah. And again, it just goes back to that supportive community. I really feel like even if it's just one other person, you know, that, that we as women need that friendship in our life and it, it might be a family member it might be a friend but um we we need that support group yeah absolutely and so and it's it's good to be able to take practical action because that seems um although it feels hard at the time but it but it's very logical steps to take to take practical action but 
how did you manage all those feelings and emotions that were coming up while you were taking those practical steps? <laughs> it was difficult. <laughs> um, and I don't know, you know, some days I managed it better than others. Um, so I, again, I, I feel like a broken record, but again, in those darkest moments, I knew I had someone that I could call and cry to. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you form that community, sometimes you reach out to those people and you have to cry on their shoulder. And yeah. then sometimes you're the shoulder that they're crying on. And we all go through different things at different times. And um, it, it's that back and forth, that give and take. Um, that really I feel like makes a difference and so when I needed to manage those emotions and to cry and when I was infuriated because of things that were happening and things that I saw that my children had to go through um, then I had somebody that I could reach out to and share those feelings with because again I just don't think that we're meant to go through these things alone and that those are things that we can manage alone and one thing I did as a result of that experience, when I actually started life coaching, um, I called up my, my best friend who had helped me through that experience. And I said, I'd really like to form a group. I want to, um, I want for us to ask a few of our close friends. So we're going to expand out a little bit and we're going to form this group of people who are interested in, um, just personal development and setting goals and reaching them and, and transforming their life in any way. It could be a relationship or their health or their career, whatever it is. And that led to my first life coaching group. And it has been incredible. Um, the things that we have revealed, the uh, bonds that we have created in this community of trust. Mm. And the transformations that we have seen have just blown me away. You know, I, I was already expecting great things because of what I had been through. Yeah. Um, but it, it still just blown me away to see um, this group of women change their health, change their careers, um, transform their relationships, just different things that are going on in the different lives of each person in the group but now they know they have a place where they can talk about these issues, where they can reach out for support. And um, it's, it's made a huge difference in all our lives. Absolutely, and it is that connection, isn't it? Because as human beings, we are all connected on this earth and, and for us, connection is, is crucial um, to, to, to just feel whole and to be able to move forward. Now, I'm just gonna ask you a couple of questions that I've had from, um, viewers because you, your experience is is amazing and there's lots of similarities uh, with mine and I, one of the questions that, that I loved from one of um, my tribe is what types of things do you believe help women build resilience because what you're talking to me about is is resilience so, so what do you believe helps women build resilience? Because to be resilient, um, we need that resilience to be able to make those big decisions in our life to, to move forward. So what, what builds that in us as women? Hmm. Um, you know, my first instinct is to say it's something that we're born with. Um, I feel like just 
being a woman, just being, yeah. you know, the species yeah. of woman that we have resilience within us because we've gone through so many heartaches in our lives, you know, and there's so many things that I haven't been through, you know, that women have been through um, with uh, experiencing infertility or losing a child or, you know, things that are really, really difficult to bounce back from. Um, so I, I think it's something innate in all of us. Yeah. Um, are there things we can do to strengthen that? I think absolutely. And uh, I believe that's where the, the searching and the journey comes into play. Mm. Um, you know, if you start searching and you're looking for something, if you're going through something and you're looking for hope and you start looking, you'll find stories of hope. And, you know, this is like you shared with me earlier, the, the, stories that you are putting out there um, is one example. So um, again, I mean, it goes back to connection. It goes back to community. If, if we look, we will find stories of hope that other women have been through either very similar things that we are going through or things that are even worse than what we are experiencing. And I think that helps to strengthen our resilience as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And yeah, we are, we are all born resilient, you know, women and men, we are, yeah, born, we have that resilient nature about us, but of course, we have the knocks and that through life, don't we, that um, sometimes can, we can become a victim of life. What would you say about that, you know, in terms of strong women, we, we don't, what our, my experience has been as, as speaking with strong women is we've never seen ourselves as a victim of life. We've always looked for the gold. We've always looked for the learning, um, regardless of whatever age we've done that. When we reflect back on our life, like you said, you were sort of in your 30s before you made this big decision and started um, on the personal growth path. But I would challenge you around that probably if you reflect back on your life, that's, some, that's a path you've always been on and you've no doubt looked at the learnings and the relationships that you've had um, so we often hear or I certainly often hear about there's two types of people there's people who are self-aware and then there's people that are victims of life what what do you think about that well one thing that uh, I actually just put in my book what are you craving is that uh, whatever circumstance you're in right now, the decisions that you've made up until this point have created that life. Yeah. And that was a realization that I had to come to in my late thirties, because again, I was kind of bewildered. Like, why am I so unhappy? What, what's happened? But I was letting life happen to me yeah. instead of taking control and taking charge and realizing, Oh, I'm the designer of this thing called life. Yeah. Uh, I'm the, I'm the co-creator. I, I do believe in a higher power and I'm, and I do believe in purpose and that we're here for a reason and that we all have special gifts um, and talents that we are meant to share with the world. But I also believe that we have the ability to co-create that experience yeah. with the one that created us. And yeah. so um, it was that realization of, uh, I do have the power to change this. And actually, 
I'm the only person who has the power to change this. I'm the only one who can make new choices that will lead to a different outcome. I've made all the choices in the past that have led to this life that I'm living right now. And I'm the one who can make the choices to change that. Yeah, brilliant. And that's about taking personal responsibility, isn't it, for who, who we are and, and what we've created for ourselves. And, and that does take courage to do that because it's quite a scary space to step into. And when we do step into that space, sometimes all, all our self-doubt and all the things that we don't want to acknowledge about ourselves come into that space. So, so how do you deal with those aspects of you that you don't feel comfortable with? Mm. Uh and I'll be honest with you, that is an ongoing struggle. I mean, yeah. I feel like I've made so much progress and um, I'm working with other people and they say, you know, oh, you, you seem to have it all together. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that's about what being authentic is, isn't it? It's like we're not about being professional, about being authentic. We don't all have our shit together, unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there are many days still when I struggle and I doubt and I question myself, like, what am I doing? What, what am I thinking? I'm still, you know, I embarked on a new career in my 40s. Um, and you know what I do? I go, thank God we have the internet now, right? And I go to the internet and I look for inspirational stories. And I'm like, I Google, like, people who changed careers in their midlife. Yeah. And, it's endless. You'll find example after example of other people who have done something similar or something even more amazing. Yeah. And then you, you get inspired all over again. But I, I do want to tell the listeners that the doubts will come. They will continue to come. But one of the important things is that you develop the skills over time to deal with those doubts when they do arise and you develop the um, power over your thoughts to take care of that much more quickly than you did in the past. So, you know, it used to be the doubts would come and, and they would linger for a while. And now when they come, I recognize them, I'm aware of them, and I'm like, oh, hello. Yep. Hello, doubt. It's, it's nice to see you again, but you're not going to stay very long. Yep. And then I have my... Um, my skills that I've developed to kind of push those away much more quickly. Yeah, great. And I know what, what some of the women who are listening today would, would say, but how do you get, because that's the space I'm in too, but the question I get asked quite often is how do you get to that space? Because I coach and, and mentor women around getting to that space, but it does take them a long time. Um, and one of the things that I always say to women, very much like you're saying, is you can't do it on your own. You know, we, we can, um, we are responsible for our own thoughts and feelings, but we have to be able to process those and to process them out loud with someone else. And so my advice is always to engage with a, with a coach or a mentor. So what would your advice be? You know, how do you get to that place where you are right now where these thoughts come up and you go, oh, yeah, here they are again, and, and then you move on from them quickly because it wouldn't have always been like that for you. So if there was one golden nugget that you could pass on to women who are in that space and want to be where we are today, what would that be? Well, other than reading my book, what are you craving? <laughs> yeah. Cool. And we'll promote that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> to 
be honest with you, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book was because I, as soon, you know, when I went through my journey of transformation, I immediately felt that need to share with others. And so I agree with you. I think working with a coach, a mentor, reaching out to other people um, who seem to be more in that space and learning about how to do that. Um, and the first thing I tell people is to get quiet. That is my number one step in any journey is to create that quiet time and space because if you allow the noise of the world to continue to just bombard your brain, um, it, it's very difficult to get clear and to, uh, to be able to develop the, the skills that you need to combat those negative thoughts. So I, I think um, searching for people to work with, for people to connect with who maybe want to go on this journey with you, and then getting quiet, developing that quiet time, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, whatever works for your schedule, um, just starting with a few minutes a day can really make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Great, fantastic. Now, you, you just briefly mentioned your book. So can you tell us a little bit more about your book and where we can find it? So how yes. is that book going to help us? So the book is uh, What Are You Craving? And it is, it says a step-by-step -step guide to designing the life you were meant to live. And that's really what it is. It's, it is step-by-step -step, um, from the beginning of the journey all the way to the end. Um, I wrote it with my lifelong friend, Dawn Sheik. Um, she is what you call a foodie. Yeah. Uh, she's actually a, a family law attorney, but she's an amazing cook and loves all things culinary. And um, when I knew that I wanted to write this book and I wanted to help other people take this journey and just kind of show them the way, you know, I feel like when you're in a dark place, sometimes you need somebody to come to you with a little flashlight and say, follow me. Yes. <laughs> this is the way out. So that's what I wanted to do. Um, but I had the idea of doing it in the context of planning and preparing the perfect meal. So it's, a, it's you know, in a metaphor. Yeah. So from the appetizer to the dessert, you know, how do you, what are the steps that you need to take to set your intention, create the life that you um, are really craving and um, see that come to fruition? And so um, that was really the purpose behind the book. And then, like I told you, I was doing this with a group and I couldn't finish the book until I added um, a facilitation guide because I want other people to form their groups and if, you know, to, to be able to use the book to help each other and to support each other in that life transformation. And so in the back, there's a facilitation guide and it goes chapter by chapter with questions and activities so that anybody, you don't have to be a professional life coach, anybody can take this book, gather, you know, two, three, four friends and take this journey together and um, just, you know, form that community of trust and support each other. That sounds you can find it on Amazon. <laughs> it's on yeah. Amazon. And so it's on Amazon. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. So remind us again. So what, what's the title? It's called What Are You Craving? Yep. A step-by-step -step guide to designing the life you were meant to live. Wow. And I love that you've put that facilitation um, guide at, 
you know, at the, uh, as a chapter because it is so important. Women love to connect. And so, but we also want to have a purpose, isn't it, to, you know, if we're going to be meeting up, that there needs to be a purpose around that and, and what's that about because that's how we grow as, as women. So I love that. That's amazing. And so yeah. we can buy that on Amazon. Yes, you can. You can buy okay, it. I'm going to go over to Amazon and have a look at that one. And so if we uh, wanted to engage in your services, so you're a life coach, how could we go about that? Yes. Yeah, so if you go to my website, www.thelifewecrave.com, you can see uh, a little bit more about me and my story. You can sign up for a free consultation. There are some life coaching packages. You can order the book on the website as well. Cool. So you can learn a lot more about my services there. And actually the first offer on there is to start your own group. That's the first button is to start your own group. If you click on that, you can fill out a form that just tells me a little bit about the group that you are forming and uh, it doesn't cost anything. And I just want to be connected with other people and be able to connect groups around the world. And so um, you would be able to join our, our Facebook community of uh, the Life We Crave on Facebook, and we are just going to connect groups all around the world to share their stories, to share their journeys, um, and we're even going, we're planning a, a live event that we're going to have every year where all the groups can come together, have an amazing transformational weekend, and share ideas about what they've done as a group to support each other in, in transforming their lives. So I'm very excited. I also have one other um, product that I'm developing now that it's going to be a starter kit. It'll yeah. be out this summer. Um, so when people want to start their own group, they can get the starter kit and they'll have copies of the book. They'll have journals. Um, they'll have all kinds of things to help get them started on this journey and creating their own support group in their area. That's perfect. And I love, you know, as, as we were talking about before we started recording this, I love that the universe just delivers everything at the right time because you won't know this, but conversations that I've been having with um, some of my friends is about we keep talking about we want to form a group. You know, we go out to dinner and do dinner dates and, and that's what we've been talking about. But we're like, we want to form a group. And, and what sort of group do we want to form in our local community for us and other like-minded women? And so this is just perfect. Like, this is, I love it. I just love how all this stuff, it's like, and every time I'm surprised, but then I'm not really. It's like, yes, I know. This, this is how it's supposed to be. So I'm going to be one of the first ones. Um as from this call today, to be going to your website, looking at that, looking and setting up a group. I'm going to be setting one up um, in my local community because that's exactly what we've been having discussions around. In fact, emails have been coming back to me today from my friends saying, when are we going to start this? You know, because I have to lead it. Um, they're looking to me as to be the leader. So this is just perfect. So thank you so, so much. I, 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 I just love what we do. It's like my pleasure. I know. I know. It's just amazing. You know, giggly women. I've got one last question before we sign off, and I think it's the most important question of all. What do you love about being a woman? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I love the tenderness 
of being a woman and having the ability to create a safe space that allows other people to open up and be able to share their truth. I love having that quality as a woman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love it too. I totally agree. Well, Melissa, thank you so, so much. This is so exciting because I know that we're going to continue on this journey together because as we know, when women connect, we never disconnect. So um, I'm so looking forward to becoming one of your groups around the world because that's all about my mission and your mission and, and strong women bond together. We don't, it's nothing, it's no competition in this. This is all about collaboration and I love it. So thank you so, so much and, and bless you for being brave and, and coming and speaking to me today. It's, I love thank it. It's amazing. I really appreciate it. It's been a joy and I look forward to continuing our connection much in the future. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women of Strength podcast. Please feel free to share the word with the women of strength in your life. For more information, go to angewilcock.com slash enough said.